Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello. Hi. <laughs> How is everyone? Why do I get nervous? Why am I feeling nervous to record today? Because it's been about a month since we've recorded here. Yeah, true. I feel. I feel out of touch. Um, out of touch. Well, at least you're awake now. You're not dizzy. A moment ago, she was feeling a little <laughs> blind. Oh, no, I don't want to say that. No, I, I, as we know, am a very sensitive human. Human. And I have so many issues with my, not not even issues with my eyes, just like ever since I had my concussion years ago, my my vision is blurry sometimes. Mm-hmm. And with it's like so dark in London at the moment. Like the sun did not come up this morning. It's not really, so no. gloomy and my eyes were like out of focus, but we just got these new softbox lights for the podcast. Professional. So pro. And the minute they've been set up, I'm awake. Like I feel alive. I'm like clear vision again. So we're it's great. We're very light sensitive, I feel. Like when the sun's out, we're like very happy. I think that's just humans. I think we're supposed to be in the sun. Yeah. But London in it. London. Nundy. Well, today we're covering a topic that is one of our favourite topics, love, but it's a little different to what we usually do. This is talking about being addicted to toxic relationships and how to rewire your love brain. Mm -hmm. And why we're all stuck in... A toxic cycle. Toxic cycles. And this is honestly something that... You wouldn't have caught me talking about probably a year ago because I was in the thick of it. I didn't want to change my ways. Into the thick of it. Into the thick of it. <laughs> I didn't want to admit that I was the problem. Sorry, I have to say that every time someone says in the thick of it. Yes, you were in the thick of it. And you know what? So was I. We, really. a lot of, and a lot of us are. And I'm sorry, I'm not trying to point fingers, but a lot of us are addicted to toxicity. And I think we, a lot of us can be caught up in a toxic relationship with sometimes not even realising. Obviously, Mm. when you come out of it, you're like, whoa, that was toxic. But when you're in it, sometimes love is blind Mm -hmm. and you don't realise that that person is not good for you. Mm. So today we're going to kind of discuss what those toxic relationships may look like, Mm -hmm. why you're going for said toxic people and how how they might present and then, yeah, how to navigate your way. Soiree away, dolls. Get out. Get out. Stop, drop and roll. It's a fucking tongue twister. Tongue twister. (laughs) Soiree away. Soiree away. (laughs) I love the word soiree. Soiree. But yeah, before we uh, start, it's our mantra Mantra of of the week. week. (laughs) Stop giggling. It's seriousness. (laughs) Serious stuff here. Go on, doll. Take it away. I know love is real because I exist and I'm full of it. Aww. I'm full of something. <laughs> <laughs> full of that good loving. <laughs> Sorry, I just can't. There's this comment stuck in my head. I got caught in reading our reviews of our podcast and 90% of them were great. Thank you. Love you guys. But there was a few in there that just keep playing on my mind and someone says, they always just giggle at their personal jokes. And I'm like... <laughs> They're not that personal. We're very open about <laughs> yeah. it. I've said to Sue and Lou, if you do a bit of research, you'll find yeah. out who's who, which is either is or. Yeah, but, it is a bit confusing. You know, don't hate. <laughs> just because you ain't. 
But you guys are. This is a family. So every time I laugh it's a family at like occasion. us just like laughing, I just think, oh, there's a hater out there. There's always haters. There but is. But anyways, why we felt this mantra would be, you know. Relevant. Relevant is because I think we search so much for validation and love outside of ourselves that we forget that we can give ourselves everything that we're searching for. And it is such a priority to be acknowledging the love you have in you and to not just be giving that away so easily to people that don't deserve it or aren't reciprocating it back to you. And I think the foundation of every healthy relationship starts with a healthy relationship with yourself. Absolutely. If you don't have a healthy relationship with yourself, then how do you expect to attract a healthy relationship? Mm. Because you need to know how to love yourself first before loving someone else. So I'm going to say this episode is one big form of self-love because you're actually... We're going to teach you a few tips and I listened to a I listened to a one hour and 40 minute long podcast all about this is what inspired the thought to do this because I was like sitting there having aha moments going, you know, if I didn't love myself, I wouldn't be do- listening to this right now because mm-hmm. I was like, this is me actually taking a step forward to step away from people that are toxic for me and acknowledging where I'm contributing to my own pain and my own like it's self-hatred going for people sabotage sabotage self-sabotage is the word not self-hatred I feel like a lot of people do talk about oh you just gotta love yourself and like it's thrown around a lot Mm. and I understand that someone's probably going to be listening to this going just another fucking love yourself episode but we're really going to break it down and hopefully you're going to be able to digest it a lot more easier than just Mm. like some of the other information out there because we're coming from a personal experience uh, perspective because obviously we're not professionals. I just want to put a disclaimer out there. We're not professional psychologists or whatever qualification you need to be able to give this information, but we are just basing this off our own research, our own experiences. And a a lot of the info that we're going to be touching on though is actually science-based from a proper psychologist. Yes, lots of references. References. Um, If you want to listen to the actual episode that I listened to that is more in-depth than this one, it's The Diary of a CEO. (laughs) Sorry, how did you just say that? The Diary of a CEO. It sounded a little funny. The Diary of a CEO (laughs) for anyone who misunderstood that as well. And it's... Uh, something about like oh, the title's like how to not die alone or something. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty intense. No, because geez. this is the thing though. This we're not. This is not a self love episode. This is literally how to if you want to find love properly, find love. You've got to start acknowledging, especially in our day and age. Dating is so different to back in the good old day. I wouldn't say it's good. You never know. It, you don't know, but it, people there's so much choice. Well, mm. People think there's so much choice and we don't know how to date properly anymore because- People we, give up so easy. We give up at the first sight of, oh my God, well, I didn't feel this crazy spark or like, oh, I'm a bit bored or oh, the ick. Mm-hmm. The ick. This generation has really glorified the ick. The ick kills me because I let it get the best of me as well. Yeah. So anyways, that's what we're going to, we're going to break it all down for you guys. Um, let's start with why are you addicted to toxic relationships and a little quote, I guess, I found, not a quote, a little a f- a phrase. A para. Yeah, a little para I found. <laughs> was, we become addicted to what gives us pain, like a toxic relationship, and subconsciously search for that next high. We search for that experience of neuro- neurotic pain from our past, search for the old companion we'd found in self-loathing as we were children. I found that really interesting because I think it comes back to a lot to your childhood, which mm-hmm. I know we've both acknowledged with our toxic patterns. Mm. It comes a lot back to our relationships with our fathers and parents and what we also witnessed with our parents. Mm. 
Um, but it also was interesting to know that we're addicted to pain. Mm. And I have heard this before. And it's like, once you get that feeling, it's, I don't know what the science behind it is, but it sets off a chemical and you become addicted to that pain. Mm. I think it's also like, we are addicted to the familiarity. I said it right. I said it right. Guys, if you don't know, there's just this one word in the human language I can never say and it's that word and I said it. Um, Well, now you can. Look at that. Progress. We become addicted to that and finding that comfy, safe ground, which is not actually safe. It's just what we're used to. And trauma bonding. Mm -hmm. I think you can create a trauma bond with someone and that feels very, becomes very safe and familiar when really it's just a trauma bond. It's not real love. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so things like having low self-worth or if you've been, say, bullied in school or you have, you know... Just low self-esteem. Anything like that, you're going to seek validation from people. And so it doesn't necessarily sometimes matter if they're treating you like shit. You've been, you're used to that. So you're going for that. And it's like, oh, this is familiar to me. Mm. And I want to impress this person. I want to prove them wrong. Like I want to show them I'm worth something because you're deep down in your heart trying to prove to yourself that you're worth it, you know? You're looking for that validation. Mm -hmm. And sometimes as well, you go for a toxic person who makes you feel like shit because your core belief is I'm not good enough or I'm not lovable. And they're just validating that belief. Mm. So that's also something to look out for. And I think something to acknowledge is, Yes, the toxic person, like let's say <clears throat> for me, the toxic, you know how you say like people are like, oh, you know, like the rock stars and the people in the industry and like the the fun, exciting boy is mm-hmm. often more toxic than mm-hmm. your, your common like, you know, works his cute little nine to five or like more simplistic life. Like people love excitement. I know we love excitement. Mm-hmm. And sometimes like that crazy outgoing, the most confident boy in the room, like the loudest, you know, gets all the attention from the girls. You think, I want him Mm -hmm. because everyone wants him. the chase. The chase. It's It's the challenge. I totally get it. I've been in that cycle my entire fucking life. I've loved it. It's Mm -hmm. I love the game of it. But you know what? Something to acknowledge as well is it's okay if you've had fun and you've enjoyed being in that whole cycle of it all. It's just making wiser decisions and being real with yourself about the boys that you're, the boys or girls or people, the humans that you're attracting in your life. Well, I think it's good to start asking yourself questions. Why am I tra- why am I attracted to this person? What do I like about this person? What are their qualities I like? Is it superficial or is it qualities that are going to be longevity mm. as to why you want to stay with this person? If you're looking for your life partner, it's really important to start asking yourself those questions so that you can see whether you're just with this person for the right reasons or maybe the wrong reasons, Mm -hmm. which is what you were referring to before. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's like if you're in your era, if you're just wanting to have fun and fuck around a little bit with the hot rock star boy, do it. I think it's great to, you know, experiment, get a little bit hurt and (laughs) realise that you want to come to the light side and try and reform attachment styles. Yeah. This is a biggie. Yeah. Attachment styles is a really important thing to look at. And we're going to explain the different types of attachment styles. There's anxious attached, which is? People with an anxious attachment are usually needy. They are anxious and have low self-esteem. They want to be close to others, but are afraid that people don't want to be with them. As a child, your parents were probably inconsistent and they might have been quite inconsistent. So maybe absent, maybe lack of love. So you're constantly yearning for love. And also... If you've been with partners that have been avoidant, which we'll explain what it is, it can create an even more, an even, even further anxiously mm-hmm. attached style. Avoidant attachment is an attachment style a child develops with their parent or main caretaker 
who doesn't show care or responsiveness past providing essentials like food and shelter. The child disregards their own struggles and needs in order to maintain peace and keep their caregiver close by. So I guess avoidance interesting to me because I'm not normally avoidant. So mm-hmm. I find it slightly more confusing, but... I'm avoidant, but mm-hmm. I'm also I'm both. I'm anxious and avoidant, which is contradicting, but... They, it says, avoid, they avoid emotional closeness and intimacy with their romantic partner, even if they desire it intensely. They feel uncomfortable expressing emotions or being vulnerable and they have a deep need to desire or express their feelings. You are so avoidant. I know. I'm so anxious. Yeah, I'm avoidant, but I also have abandonment issues slightly because my, my relationship with my dad was inconsistent, so I always feel like they're going to leave. The thing is you can have an anxious avoidance style, yeah. which I think I have now adapted an anxious avoidance style, which we'll, we'll explain our personal ones in a second. Oh, Se- I feel like you're really good at being vulnerable. Mm. But there's the third one is secure. Yeah. And it is just what it sounds like. You're secure in yourself. You you're, don't really have any issues. You're grounded. You probably had a really great upbringing. Like you had, you've got stable parents mm-hmm. that love and care for you. And snaps for you. Maybe you weren't bullied in school or maybe you're just... Iconic, and you just got past all of that, and you're just tough skin. You want to love and be loved, mm-hmm. and that's amazing. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, explaining ours would be, I think I formed quite an anxious attachment style from my last relationship because my partner was so avoidant. Mm. So what happens essentially when you are an anxious attached person and you're going for an avoidant person, you are constantly yearning for their gratification, for their validation, validation, their acknowledgement of you, their time. You will essentially like you're, you're waiting for them to give you the love that you're giving to them. It's interesting to see it like slowly form into that because you weren't like that in the beginning, but Mm -hmm. your reaction to his actions started to then push you into that avoidant, uh, sorry, anxious style. And the thing is understanding someone that's avoidant is that they have a deep fear of being close to people. Mm -hmm. And that might be because they feel they've been hurt. They feel unlovable. They have a lot of other things going on, lots of noise and they feel overwhelmed easily by that because essentially I think at the end of the day, people are afraid to get hurt and to be left. And I think the funny thing about avoidant and anxious style is they probably have the same core belief, which is I'm not lovable, I'm not good enough, I'm Mm -hmm. not worthy. So it's interesting to see that it's just two different kinds of reactions Mm -hmm. to a same feeling or same belief. Mm. How would you explain your avoidant attachment style? 
I get deeply uncomfortable when I have to be vulnerable. Like I feel like I could choke on my vomit Mm. or I freeze up and I go blank. That's Mm. the best way to describe it. My brain goes blank. If someone's like, tell me how you feel about that. Tell me how you're feeling. What's, What's making you, what's coming to mind when blah, blah, blah. I'll be like, I'll all of a sudden get dizzy. Like how you felt before your acting class. Mm. That's what happens to me Mm. when I'm like needing to be vulnerable. Mm. And I freeze up and I just can't do it. And I've had my partners in the past go, come on, use your words. It's, It's not that hard. Just tell me what's on your mind. Don't filter it. Don't think about it. And I'm like... I can't, I can't do it. And it's so funny because you're only really like that with your boyfriends. Yeah. Like to me, you'll talk Yeah. once I get it out of you, but mm. you're not, you're not as hesitant, but is it, but say when someone's trying to, because normally avoidant is when someone's trying to get closer to you, you want to move further away. Like, do you feel suffocated? Because you're, you're like a combo, I would well, say. No, this is the thing with avoidant. It says, even if you desire to be close and vulnerable, you just can't help it. Mm. And that's what I am. I desire a deep connection. Mm. I desire to be loved deeply and to feel deeply. But I just, when it comes to me being the vulnerable one, Mm. I get lost for words. Mm. And I think that's maybe because I've been really hurt in my past relationships, Mm -hmm. not only with boyfriends, but also with my dad. Mm -hmm. I don't feel safe to hand over my full mm. vulnerable self because I'm like, well, you're just going to step on my heart and crush it anyway. Mm. So I'm like somewhat keeping myself protected and safe. Yeah, and now this is why I feel like I've left being anxious and I've become mm-hmm. very, very avoidant. Yeah. And it's the first time I feel like I've been this avoidant and I understand now where it where it breeds from. Mm. But I'm like, have I ever been secure in a relationship? All in all, what thinking back? What the goal is to move away from being in these toxic loops with, say, like you're with a guy and you feel like you just never fully have him. You constantly feel like you're chasing after him or her or them. Or you can, you can obviously, we're talking male female relationship right now. You can adjust this to your own situation, but there's that loop of you never feel like you've got them. Or that you're you're never on that same level as them where it's just easy breezy. There's always issues. There's always push mm. and pull. You're feeling upset. You're feeling anxious. The only way to get out of situations like this is honestly to start looking for securely attached people. Yeah. And this is what this whole podcast that I listen to talks about. It's like you literally just have to search for a securely attached person. Yes, you can make it work if you're in an anxious avoidant relationship, but it's fucking hard. Mm. It's really hard and it takes both parties to be willing yeah. to somehow adjust their their attachment style. You both have to be willing to change. So we're going to talk about how to kind of maybe identify a securely attached person. So I think when it comes to this, it's going to feel uncomfortable and unfamiliar mm-hmm. to begin with. Mm-hmm. You might need to push through feelings and thoughts of, oh, this doesn't feel right oh, I don't know about this. Oh, I don't know if I'm into them. And overcoming that thing of, oh, but I don't feel that crazy spark. And you love talking about this, that the spark is a lie. And also in this podcast I listened to, she said, fuck the spark. I love that she said that. Because the spark is there and it can be a mixture of excitement, anxiety, like, like, like all these crazy feelings that you're used to in your turbulent childhood. But the spark fizzles out. What and the you, spark might mean that it's something that's maybe causing you a bit of anxiety. The spark might be anxiety. Yeah. It might not even be a good spark. Uh-huh. And the only way to honestly form long-term healthy relationships is to 
form them and to work on them and to grow in a relationship. So at first, when you're dating a securely attached person, you might get feelings of boredom, mm-hmm. like, oh, I don't know, like, I've got the ick. Yeah. Like, oh, he did this thing. Like, in the podcast, she was the best example. Like, oh, this person wrote in and said, you know, I went on a date with this guy, Jerry, and he was great and everything and every, ticked all the boxes. But then he pulled out his wallet and it was a Velcro wallet and I got the <laughs> ick immediately. And she goes, well, you know what's the best thing? He can buy a new wallet. Yeah. If there's things that your partner, that you're picking them apart, that there's these little things that they can change, like don't doubt someone's ability to grow with you and to evolve together to form things that you both like. You probably do things they fucking don't like either. But isn't it funny that when you are looking for, when you like find someone attractive, the things that we're looking for is good fashion sense, confidence, um, a nice house, a nice car, a good job. And it's like, those are all things that can easily change overnight. Mm-hmm. But then when it comes to, you know, maybe alcohol addiction, sex addiction, gambling, <laughs> um, a bad fucking attitude, I don't know, like things that are a lot harder to change, like someone's upbringing, their trauma, their baggage. Mm. Those are things that we some reason ignore or mm. turn a blind eye to or go, oh no, they can work on it. Or and we just, I'll save them. I'm going to save them. Or we we start to fall in love with their potential. Yeah, that's not even that's, them. Mm-hmm. Because we, we we can look past it for now because, oh, that dress is so cool. Or I love their car. Or I love the the lifestyle I have with them. Or Your ego loves it your, though. Yeah. It's your ego that like, we live like in a, I love the idea of this person. Yeah, we live in a very egotistical world now. Mm. And I think it's important to start asking yourself, like I said before, what do you like about this person? What qualities do you like? What things don't you like? And can they be changed? Can you learn to live with them? Because for me, I don't want to date someone with the issues that I've had to deal with in the past. Those things I thought would get better and they didn't Mm -hmm. and they probably never will and I wish them luck. But like there's things with my ex-partners, all of them, (laughs) most of them, that I'm like, I'm glad it didn't work out because those things I didn't like back then are still existing in this time right now. And the thing is that is hard is if you're in a relationship with someone that has struggles or different things going on, I think what you need to look for is are they working on becoming a better person? Are your core values Mm. and morals aligning? So when I look for a partner now, I'm thinking beyond all the flashy things, beyond the things that might give me the ick in the initial moments, like what I do is I push past the little icks or the little inconveniences that I think are like, oh, no, like I can't. And I go, how does this person make me feel? Mm. As a friend, I always am so big on the friend thing first because if you can trust them and you can get along with them, like have a laugh, like take them to different places and get along, that's such a big indication like what is... What are they working towards in their life? What are they passionate about? Do they help you feel inspired? Like all of these little things is someone that you can form a life with because you can collaborate together mm. on forming an incredible life together. You have to look at the the uh, repetitive behavioral patterns that mm-hmm. you keep choosing every time a new relationship walks into your life. You have to quickly analyze it, grab it before you fall in love or get caught up in the lust of it and go, okay, hang on a second. Let's be logical about this. Even though love doesn't and logical doesn't seem to make sense in the same sentence, but you do in the beginning have to go through a bit of a criteria checklist Mm. to analyze this person and their qualities. And like you said, you have to have the same core beliefs because that's what really matters at the end of the day when you want to raise a family and grow old together and make huge life decisions together. Like this is someone you're choosing to spend 
your life with. Mm. There's there's honestly in a secure, securely attached relationship or when you start dating someone that is secure, you might even be feeling like hard to accept someone treating you so well. And I've experienced that going like, oh, like, why are you being so nice to me? Like, this is mm, like, it's uncomfortable. Yeah. And that to me, when I, when I experienced that for the first time, I was thinking, God, you need to fix this. Like, that's a real problem that if you're feeling like it's an ick for someone to treat you well, then like how that doesn't show, you know. You've got to go inwards and do the do the work and be go back to a time and f- identify where this trauma starts yeah. because that's a trauma response in a way. That's that's you you going, I don't deserve to be loved. Yeah. I don't deserve to be treated good, but why? And it's, a, I'm a, uh, it's being addicted to that toxic loop and that toxic cycle because I think it feels exciting. But then you really think about it and you think, the last time I was in a relationship that was toxic like that, what did I spend most of my time doing? Was I productive in growing my life and feeling good and happy? Or no, was I sitting at home anxious, upset, crying, like never getting stuff done because there was always an issue. Like for me, that's my past experience. Mm -hmm. And I had to look really within and go, I don't want that for my future anymore. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't want to waste my time on these people that don't add any any like joy and pure happiness to my life. And even if it doesn't last, it's like I'd rather be spending my time trying to invest in forming those kind of relationships. Yeah. I think going back to investigating the roots of the eternal addiction to your toxic self, so your dark side or your, what they call it, your shadow. Mm. I think paying attention to your emotional reactions towards others. So say when you're presented with a situation... For example, um, you know, maybe you're feeling a bit bored and subconsciously you start picking and pushing at this person because you want... Oh my God, she's like attacking me. (laughs) (laughs) You just, you don't realise, but you're a bit bored. You want to, you want to poke at them. You want to test them because why not? You know that you don't know anything. What you're doing is to test something so you're sure of something, which isn't obviously the right way to go about something. But I think being able to identify when you're falling into a toxic Mm -hmm. pattern or behavior or reaction. Okay, so for me, because I hate being vulnerable, instead of just straight up going, hey, I want to talk about this. This doesn't make me feel very good. (laughs) I will try and, you know, find another angle to kind of, outlet my emotions to Mm -hmm. that person and it won't make sense because I'll be getting, I'll either just shut off and I'll start being really like Mm. short and I let them pick up on, I almost let them be the first one to be like, what's wrong? You want them to guess. You want them to, you want want them them to to read your mind. Yeah. Which isn't obviously a healthy way of dealing with your emotions or I'll just go, They'll be like, what's wrong? I'm like, nothing. I'll, I'll like make them keep no, persisting to find out what's wrong because I just don't want to say it. I just want them to know. So it's that's, wildness. that's yeah. my toxic behaviour that I do, that mm. I'm aware of, that I try and catch myself yeah. before doing it. But I think once you get into a secure relationship or like even if you're not in a relationship, you're just dating, it's really crazy to see how much you've picked up on other people's toxicity, which you now do because you're trying to prove things or play these games because you're just so used to it with other people doing that to you. Or it just comes back to your childhood. So like for for me, like I feel like I do that because when I had problems with my dad, I would express how he makes me feel and he would just 
completely ignore mm. it. So I feel like my feelings aren't validated. So like, why would I express them? Mm-hmm. And I feel like the only way to move forward is having a deep acknowledgement of the things that you are doing in the relationships that's also adding to toxicity. And it's okay to mess up. But if you mess up a little bit and you're like, you do these toxic things, I think it's acknowledging it and going, I'm really sorry. I need to unlearn this behavior. Yeah. And I was in a really toxic situation before I met you or, you know, whatever. So like, please raise it to my attention if I do, if, if I'm acting that way and like yeah. kindly bring me down. Yeah. And just remind me, I don't have to do that here, yeah. you know? And I think as you form and as you become more secure in a, as a person in relationships, then it will just kind of like, you'll unlearn those habits and you'll start attracting better, healthier, happier, more loving, amazing partners. Because the right person will know how to respond to those mm-hmm. as well instead of, maybe shutting you out or reacting, you know, in a impulsive way, they'll go, calm down. You don't have to do that. I know what you're doing. Yeah. Or I used, to, I used to do it to my ex. I'd be like, I know what you're doing right now. You're trying yeah. to say mean things to push me away, but you don't mean it. And you're going to apologize a day later. And he'd be like, mm-hmm. yeah. And I'm like, let's save this yeah. whole situation. Yeah. And let's just go straight to the I'm sorry part and yeah. let's just move on. <laughs> so if you know how to deal with it, but also there's only so much you can keep doing that mm. before someone, you know, doesn't want to deal with it anymore. You have to be able to keep working on yourself and mm-hmm. making a change and stop those patterns. My parting words for anyone listening who is currently in a toxic relationship, mm-hmm. I've been there. We've all been there. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny when we went to your much meetup that you had and we were with all the girls And I think the one main thing that I was talking about with the girls was life stress, right? What what stresses us out the most? And every girl said it was the toxic boy that they were in a fucking situationship with. And I literally said to them, look, like I've been there and I've just gotten out of something that was fucked. And all I can say is if you're in a situation with a guy that is not treating you the way that you deeply deserve, you already know that it's not good. You can't change them. It's not your job to change them. You're no one's fucking mother unless you actually have a child. Focus on your kids, <laughs> not on that boy. And just know that it's not a loss on your behalf that it didn't work out. Mm. And the way that they're making you feel is no reflection of yourself or what you're lacking. It's them. Let them sort it out for themselves and 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 put your... Like that little leaving that it will feel painful or leaving them will feel painful, but there's so much more joy for you to feel and so much more wholeness than trying to prove to them that you deserve to be loved. Mm-hmm. Fuck them. There is so many people out there that are going to treat you right. Mm-hmm. You can't just close yourself up and go, oh, who's, who am I going to meet? There's no one out there. Like you can't think like that because that's what I know we all do when we're in that phase of the relationship and we're like, well, who else am I going to date or... You know, I don't, I don't know like what else is out there. What if I'm never going to fall in love again? You can't think like that because I'm sure when you were with your ex, you probably thought that when you were leaving them too and then you got into another relationship. So I think that's important to remember as well is that you will attract the right person eventually. You just have to give yourself the space to do so. And love yourself enough to know that you deserve better than what you're currently in. So this is your sign to fucking dump him. Yeah. This is your sign. Yeah. Don't go back. We stand with you. Dump his ass. Mm-hmm. 
And go find a nice, securely attached person that's mm. going to love you right. It feels so nice. It, it's so much better. It seriously feels so nice. The the cortisol levels that just come down in your body, the relaxation, the calmness. I mean, but I have to acknowledge it's hard at the start mm. with a securely attached person because you're going to see so much of your own shadow. Yeah. But then that's growth. It's growth mm. and it's amazing growth. And the right person's going to hold you and support you through that. And you're going to think, wow, I didn't think this was possible. I didn't think that love could feel like this. Mm. So hold out <laughs> and hold high. <laughs> love you guys. Love you guys. We love you. Big hugs. Um, well, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this app. I think it's super important and hopefully we explained it correctly. It's still something that we're learning and we're living through it and we're trying to reform ourselves from being addicted to toxicity. but um, And come back to it as many times as you need to keep reminding yourself and mm-hmm. watch the, um, say it one more time, Cuts, Diary of a CEO. Diary of a CEO. The episode is called How to Not Die Alone or something <laughs> of the sorts. Yeah, quite. I'll, I can get up the actual name. It's the Diary of a CEO podcast, The Love Expert, Why Women Are Addicted to Toxic Men. And then it says Have a Boring Relationship Instead. <laughs> Um, but no, it's. I it's, love how you thought it was how to not die alone. I Where swear did you get to God, that from? I swear to God, it's like she says it in there, or it's something on the title is like how to not die alone, or how to like get over your ex, or I don't, I don't know. Who fucking knows? Okay, well, yeah, that's what that's what it is. If you want to go and listen to it, very useful information, and um, we'll see you in our next episode. Bye. Bye. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.